Embrace the day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Yeah, with Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the morning. I hope you're having a lovely Monday morning. It's 20 minutes to 10 here in Newcastle and sitting at a beautiful 21 degrees here in Newcastle West. I hope it's lovely wherever you are. It is getting to the pointy end of uh, of the budget season. Everybody is starting to put their wish list into the government. We've got a lot to talk about uh, with my next guest. There's budgets, there's subs, there's uh, new power, there's all sorts of things. Joining me on the line now from Business Hunter is CEO Bob Hawes. Good morning and thanks for your time, Bob. No problem, Tracy. Good morning. Now, tell me, how are we going with uh, with our budget wish list? Obviously, uh, we're getting closer and closer to that budget time. What is our wish list for uh, for Newcastle and the Hunter? Yeah, well, with the federal um, election coming up, um, it's going to be a pretty interesting time because, uh, you know, obviously there's a, there's a lot of speculation across the country about what might happen. But here in the Hunter, I think a lot of our ambition have been pretty well set now for a, a little while when it comes to the federal government. So there's a usual ask around getting on with the job with um, infrastructure projects, you know, and things like the M1 link at Raymond Terrace. It mm-hmm. seems to be uh, taking a long time for that paint to dry. Um, and, the, the, and they've got their fingers in their pie also in, in relation to the bypasses of Singleton and, and, and Musselbrook. But more broadly, um, you know, there's ambitions across the port and the airport um, that I think um, people will, know, will be, be pretty well aware of. Certainly the diversification of industry around being able to spark up new, new industry and new growth across those two fantastic assets that we do have um, will be great. And then another one at the moment is that, that issue about affordable housing. Mm. We've got a lot of projects up here that have been locked up for a long time uh, because of um, difficulties in getting uh, local and district level infrastructure delivered to allow to allow those projects to proceed. Um, and we're hoping that, that you know that through our macro policy that the federal government might deliver might allow the state and feds and 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 councils and developers to work better, work closer to and and better to 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 start getting a flow of development up here to help ease, ease the housing crisis we're currently experiencing. Now we know that the state government uh, budget, the next one comes down in June. Are you starting to work on uh, the wish list for that? Yes, certainly. Um, yeah, that, and that's that's going to be interesting in itself as mm. well because the state government now is probably more in the gun as far as business is concerned about the particular issues um, and initiatives that they're using to try and help businesses continue to come out of the COVID uh, or get into the COVID recovery. And uh, you know what we're seeing now is some, certainly some clouds on the horizon mm. in relation to yet another wave. Yeah. Um, but but certainly that we're going to be doing that one closely as well because of uh, the issues that still face business and a lot of the interactions that most particularly small businesses have are more particular with um, with the state government than they are with the federal government. It is, uh, it's definitely trying times, you know, another 20,000 today, that means that, you know, we've got more people in isolation, we've been averaging at least two and a half to 3,000 each day here in the Hunter. How's that affecting the workforce out there? Are you hearing that there are some people really struggling? Yes, definitely. Um, we, we're actually going, you know, tapping the government on the shoulder at the moment to say, look, we've really got to, can we have a look at this furlough situation? Because the big danger is that, um, you know, as, as more and more people have been getting vaccinated and, and you know, we're concerned that that, that third dose um, seems to have stalled mm. um, because the evidence that they tell us when we do ask them these questions is that people who have only had two doses, particularly if they go back to last year, um, have a very relatively low efficacy compared to people who have had the booster. 
So it can be as low as you know, 30 40% for, for people who had their two injections a long time ago or two vaccinations mm-hmm. a long time ago compared to up to 70% for the people that have had the third booster. So the whole thing about furloughing, um, you know, we saw what happened in December. Um, that takes industry and business down in a real hurry. You know, they, they get told to stay home because they're a close contact. Um, and you know, is that necessary? And how do we how do we better manage that process? Because clearly, some people who go through that process, and I was one of them for mm. two weeks. Yeah, you were. Mm. wasn't wasn't sick, um, mm. but I wasn't allowed to participate. Um, so it, it's um, you know, I'm fortunate I can work from home. But we've got so many people at frontline health workers, education, um, industry, and 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 manufacturing, and those sort of things that cannot work from home, and it, it really can be crippling if we if we don't get it sorted. It really is time for a campaign of some description, Bob. It's funny that you say that. I uh, I went to a supermarket in Lambton on uh, on Saturday, and uh, the checkout lady that was there said to me, "Oh, you know, um, I, I'm double dosed. I'm not going to go and get the third one. I don't I don't want to get the third dose." And I'm thinking, "Wow, okay, we really need to get an education process out there." Yes, she's um, that, you know living under you know a, 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 um, you know under false pretense mm-hmm. in the sense that she thinks that she's got good protection because it's quite amazing how quickly the efficacy can drop mm-hmm. away um, and the need and and what extra protection that that third dose can give. So you know we're with the government on this to try and call for businesses to try and encourage their workforces to go get that third dose. It won't stop them necessarily from getting COVID, mm-hmm. um, but it'll certainly reduce the um, their the, the, the the, the experience they have with it, um, and the, and their ability to pass it on if they you know if they're low dose, so it's um, uh, really is very important, and I, I just can't for the life of me understand why there is that hesitancy because it gives it you know it costs you a bit in time. It's not costing people money, but mm-hmm. the protection that it gives you based on the health advice is. Um, is phenomenal, and uh, I really hope people do get do get out there and, and start doing it. Now uh, we obviously got the announcement on Friday that uh, Newcastle Airport has uh, has come behind and supported the uh, the calls for the nuclear submarine base to be uh, to be here in Newcastle and the Hunter. I know that uh, Business Hunter has also come out in support of it. Why do you believe it's a good idea, Bob? Well, it's yet another opportunity for um, us to diversify and, and really broaden our base of, of, of industry and business that we have here in the region. And for a long, long time, um, Business Hunter um, set up, helped set up Hunter Defence, which um, Tim Owen um, is, is, a, is, a, is a great asset and, and leading the charge on. And we've been out there fighting to get more of the defence pie in terms of uh, manufacturing to help our businesses and and the support for de- defence industry and this is just another one of those opportunities. It's, and they won't be building the subs here. They won't be building a nuclear plant to fuel mm-hmm. the subs here. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a very particular type of operation. But what it can bring is a real resurgence to you know the former shipbuilding industry and we've still got remnants of it here up at at Comingo, um, and certainly um, the the port of Newcastle has enormous capacity to be able to accommodate this sort of opportunity, um, to be able to, you know, do providoring for the submarines, basic um, repair and maintenance and, and things like that when they when they are in dock. Um, and it is a real opportunity for the region to, to take another step. And, uh, you know, I, I can understand the concerns that people have about 
um, the, the nuclear um, aspect of it, but I think some of the fear factors that we had when those sort of um, things were put in place many, many years ago was more about nuclear weapons as opposed to uh, the, the, the nuclear-powered ships that mm. in the compartmentalisation they have now compared to what they um, what, what used to be. So really hope that everyone can get past this and that if we do get the nod, um, um, I'm sure we'll do a good job of um, what, what the government and what Defence is looking for. Yo, we Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. I'm speaking with the CEO of Business Hunter, Bob Hawes. Bob, I, uh, it's very interesting, isn't it, this submarine argument? You know, I, uh, I had um, Hunter workers on uh, last week talking about, you know, it's we're going to have Americans here and we're going to be a, uh, you know, the, the chance of, of accidents. And, you know, we've basically got a nuclear power plant now on our in, in our harbour. It's really going to be a up to, you know, yourself, um, defence. It's going to be up to those, those people out there who support this to really make people understand what this project is and that it's not a nuclear power plant, that you're not having that, that the Americans aren't coming in here, which is going to make us a, you know, a, a target for, for anything. It, it's such a misinformation campaign out there at the moment. Yeah, and that, and that is difficult to struggle, I mean, I, to, to, to deal with. I, I, I don't know where the idea about American sailors came from hmm. um, manning Australian ships, but um, and, and what's wrong with American sailors anyway? Um, I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I, I'm, um, I'm with you there. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, the, the, the target argument, I, I think that's, that's at the extreme end of naivety to think that, you know, we've got a, an air base here that's one of our um, uh, main fighter bases. We've got um, coal chain, uh, power power, in, power industry and aluminium smelter, a whole lot of other things that would be strategic in terms of anyone, you know, and heaven forbid, I, I'm not <laughs> even anticipating mm-hmm. the prospect of any warfare, but... Um, but you're right. It's, it, this is this is very early days, and I think you know it's right to you know put those concerns up on the table, but but not draw a line under underneath it immediately to say that these things are more powerful or more relevant than some of the other things that we need to consider. Particularly when you think about the future of this region and, and what change we may have to go through in terms of energy and the coal industry and a whole lot of other things, to immediately dismiss this opportunity should we be you know, nominated as the preferred site. Um, because of issues like that. Um, I, I just think that's not the right way to do it. Um, we, we should be in principle saying, yes, we would like to be included. Give us some more details. we move forward um, and go from there, but not rule things out simply because of um, you know, uh, particular ideas and, and, and fears that people have that may or may not be well, well founded. Are you surprised that the unions have come out against it? Now, I am a bit um, because I, I, we do speak to the unions a bit and um, you know, I find that many of them are aligned to what businesses here are trying to do in trying to diversify trade and investment here in the Hunter. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I'd be surprised if that's a um, universal across the entire union movement here in the Hunter. There might be particular unions, I suspect, that, that, that might be opposed to it, but I would be very, very surprised if um, that, was, um, that was a 100% um, consensus view, as it were, um, as opposed to a, a view of um, being expressed by one or two particular unions. Yeah, it's uh, it, it just flies in the face of the union. We're talking about uh, you know jobs. We're talking about flow on jobs. It's uh, it's quite strange. Now, the other big announcement over the weekend was the 500 megawatt battery that has been given approval by the New South Wales government. This is great news, um, especially as we're going to see one of those uh, those sites start to you know the, the first unit of the power station is closing next month. 
this is great news, Bob, but it's not going to fill the jobs that we need. Uh, no, look, these are all small steps um, uh, over you know large gulfs that have been left by the closure of the coal-fired power station. Um, it's certainly welcome news to have have that project achieve that step. And I think you know I've commented to you before that um, the issue with a lot of the renewable projects that we have in front of us is a lot of them are, are, are plans and ideas, and we really need to move quickly as a region, as a nation, to mm. get them into being projects and to being built and funded and developed and. Uh, um, you know, as, as I said, it all adds up. It's, mm. it's absolutely fantastic. But these things in, by themselves um, are, are really sometimes only a drop in the ocean compared to the capacity and capability that we're going to be losing when we switch off those coal-fired power stations. So it's fantastic news that we've got one um, across the line, but we've really got a task to get many, many more um, in the same basis to, to, to be able to provide the the sort of reliability and the affordability of power that we have um, being produced by coal-fired power stations. What are you hearing? Uh, what's the latest on Araring? Anything, uh, anything coming out of that? Any support packages? Have you heard anything from the New South Wales government? Um, no, apart from the, you know, the, we, we know that, um, you know, that there's been engagement um, with, with uh, the New South Wales government at a very, very high level, and it's encouraging that, 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 that there's, there's at least there's alignment there to be talking to each other to figure out what might be the best way forward. Um, but, you know, and as I said, the challenge at the moment is until we get the next piece of confirmed information, we've really got to work with what we've got and try and move some of these um, renewable projects along as, they, as quick as they can. And it's, it's certainly encouraging to see that um, Minister Keane is um, well and truly engaged with those discussions and he's on top of some of the, the different projects that are being put forward. But, you know, we've got a long way to go. Mm. Um, I, I you know, can't really... You know, we, we oversimplify that whole process and, the, and what's ahead of us at our peril. And um, we really need to, to make sure that, you know, what we've got aimed up is that they're all possible, they're practical, and they can be delivered in a relatively short period of time should a rail ring go ahead and close um, with, on this earlier timetable as opposed to staying open a bit longer while these other things are being put into place. Thank you so much for your time, Bob. I could talk to you for another hour. There's so many issues going on around the place. It's just, oh, it's crazy. We haven't even gone to homel- to uh, homelessness or uh, housing affordability. We haven't even touched no, that. Yeah, that's, and that's a big one at the it moment. It is a really huge is. one. Yeah. It's a huge one. Yeah. Look, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you giving us a bit of an update on uh, on those several projects. That uh, It's great. It just keeps us across what's going on, which is uh, the most important thing. Thank you so much for your time. You have a lovely Monday and a, a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you, Tracy. No problem. See Thanks, you. Bob. Bye. That is Bob Hawes, who is the CEO of Business Hunter. And uh, yeah, lots going on around the place at the moment, an enormous amount. With over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blacksland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.